You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 10. Wow, 10 already. No limits, baby. No limits. Let's get it. Welcome back to Motivating from the Six, the podcast that is intended to help you grow, to help you learn, to help you inspire people around you, to help you become the change that you want to see in this world. My name is Jeff Martin of jeffadmartin.com, and I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate all of you who has taken the time to allow me just to bless your ears for a brief moment, all of you who have clicked play, all of you who have subscribed, and I especially want to say thank you to all of you who have left a review and a five-star rating in iTunes. Thank you so much. Really, really, really appreciate it. Yes, and for those of you who have inquired about where to reach me, you can hit me up on my website, jeffadmartin.com. You can hit me up on email, which is info at jeffadmartin.com. I am on Instagram, which is at jeffadmartin.com. And also uh, my profit, my nonprofit organization, Brothers from the Six, which is brothersfromthesix.com. Same thing with Instagram, Facebook. I'm all over the place. So I appreciate all of you for reaching out and just just sharing and just, uh, you know, sharing this podcast and just showing me love. It's been amazing. This ride has been awesome. And I appreciate all of you for just making my life a little bit better as we go along, as we go along this journey. This, this life is a journey and it's not a race. It's a marathon. And it's all about just trying to live better and become better as we move along in this marathon. So I appreciate you doing that for me as I hope that I'm doing for you with this podcast. And also real quick, I know I'm a little late, but I want to shout out all my people in the US. Happy 4th of July. All my people in Canada. Happy Canada Day, which was on July 1st. And also on July 1st, I celebrated myself and my wife celebrated our 10th anniversary of marriage. And I'm so thankful for that. My homie, my lover, my friend, my wife. It's been an amazing ride and hats off to a hundred more years. All right. Let me ask you a question. Why do we limit ourselves? Why do we continue to put limits on ourselves? And see, I understand that when you look at your past, when you look at the way you were grown, the way you were raised, when you look at your surroundings, all of those things have an impact on the way we live our life. Whether we live to the fullest, whether we're living life small, everything around us has an impact. So I just continue to ask myself, why do I limit myself when it comes to doing certain things? Why do we as individuals limit ourselves? And again, those things around us are the things that play within our realm of why we do the things we do and why we don't do the things we do. It's really important. We got to understand. We got to stop limiting ourselves. Just because you were born in a certain family, just because you were born in a certain neighborhood, you might not be born in a situation where you have a lot of money. You might be born in a poverty stricken type condition. We have to stop limiting ourselves because there's so many people before us who were born in very similar circumstances, if not worse than us, and they were able to get out. They were able to find their way to navigate their way through and just live their life as abundant as they want it to be. 
And yes, I'm not saying the road is easy. The road is never easy. The road is always uncomfortable. But like I always say, we have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And we find ourselves being comfortable in our regular routines, going to work and going home or going to school and going home and doing the same thing every day. And because we're familiar with it, that's all I want to do. But all you have to do is just start stepping out of your comfort zone. Like if you see a stranger standing at the bus stop and you're at the bus stop, you know, start up a conversation. If you are in a public area, a mall, uh, a school, whatever it is, and you see someone you've never met before, shake their hand and start up a conversation. It's just the little things that are going to get us out of our comfort zone. We got to stop limiting ourselves because there's so much out there that we can experience. There's so much out there that we can do if we just open our minds just a little bit and we're able to see what's out there. There's a saying out there that says, don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. That makes so much sense. Don't limit your challenges. Like there's there's things that are going to be out there in life that are going to challenge you. Don't limit them. Don't walk away from them because at the end of it, when you go through that challenge, there's going to be so much that you've learned and you're going to become such a bigger and better person. But challenge your limits. Again, don't stand in that same old spot, that same old path that you continue to take. You know, when you have like a grass field and you can see the dirt path right down the middle that everybody continues to take. It's the same path everybody takes. Get off of that path. Start walking on some new grass and and start cutting your own path. You're going to run into obstacles. You're going to run into situations that are going to be a little bit difficult, but you're going to come out bigger and better. You're going to have such a, a demanding presence when you're all said and done. Listen to this scenario. For those of you who know, there is an eating champion. This guy can just eat everything. Do not invite him over to your house because he'll eat you out of house and home. Takeru Kobayashi, he is an eating champion. And going back to the contest that kind of brought him out into the world that let everybody know who he is. The Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest in Coney Island, New York. This started in 1916. Now, this competition, they didn't start keeping records until about 1972. And when they started keeping records, the very first competition they had, the winner of that competition had eaten 14 hot dogs. And so that was the record at that time. That's how many hot dogs they could eat under a certain amount of time for this hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. As time went on, people started eating in and around that area of 14 hot dogs. They really weren't doing much of of uh, beating that record since that whole 1972 year when they started keeping records. Now, in 2001, here enters this skinny kid who's from Japan. He weighs 130 something pounds. He's 23 years old and he does not look like he can be anybody at an eating competition. Like he is the skinniest guy out there in this competition and people probably looked at him and didn't think anything of him. Like 2001 is when he entered and he went up there and he decided that he was going to smash that record. See, that record, as I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, the first record was 14 hot dogs. By the year 2000, the record got up to 25 hot dogs, 25 and one eighth hot dogs in 12 minutes. And that record was made in 2000. And again, it was a record that was big at the time, but before that, nobody was getting anything more than 25 hot dogs. Consider it, 25 hot dogs. When Takeru stepped on the scene in 2001, he came with a vengeance. He ate 
50-5-0 hot dogs in 12 minutes. So think about that. The record before that was 25 hot dogs. He doubled the record. He smashed that record of 50 hot dogs. And again, keep in mind, he is the skinniest dude in the competition. There's nobody that's taken this guy for, you know, thinking that he's going to win anything. But all of a sudden he comes along and he smashes that record. It was so bad that see the numbered cards that were keeping count of what everybody had eaten in the competition, they would flip them over. They didn't even have enough. They weren't even able to go as high as the number 50 because it was something that was never done before. 25, yes, but 50, no, never done before. Here comes Takeru. I hope I'm saying his name right. I apologize if I'm not. But here comes Takeru, and he just blows, blows a competition up, like no limits. He set no limits on himself. And when it was done, they asked him, they're like, how were you able to come along and to do that? And what he said was, I knew the record wasn't legit. Like crazy, crazy, because he set no limits on himself. And here's another one. Roger Bannister. For those of you who consume personal development type information, you probably heard the story already. But Roger Bannister, in 1954, he broke the record for the mile. He ran the mile in under four minutes. He actually ran it at 3.59. Now keep this in mind. Prior to Roger running the mile in under four minutes, prior to that, Nobody had done it before him. He obviously broke a record that was like a world record that had never been done by any human under that's been recorded. Now, you got to understand this. Scientists, there were studies that were done and scientists came out with conclusions to say that it was humanly impossible for a, a human body, for a human being to run that quickly, to run a mile in under four minutes. But here comes Roger, like with no thoughts about it. Here comes Roger in 1954, and he ran and beat the record at three minutes and 59 seconds. And again, scientists said it could not be done, but here came Roger and he got it done. He did it after years and years of recorded races of people trying to run under four minutes and they just could not physically do it. But it's funny because Roger had no limits on himself. Prior to Roger breaking the record of three minutes and 59 seconds, the record before him was four minutes and one second. And that record was held for nine years prior to Roger coming along. So for nine years, people said, well, the record is four minutes and one second and it's humanly impossible to cut it down a, a minute sorry, a second or less. And so here comes Roger in 1954 and he blows it out of the water. Now it's funny because before that, not one human was able to run this race faster than four minutes. And all of a sudden now, since Roger broke that record, since he showed that there's no limits, it was broken 20 times over the next five years after Roger ran his race. So it's just so funny that we limit ourselves. We say, we can't do it. We can't, we can't achieve that with the mile, people were saying there's no one on this earth that can run faster than 401. And so, and that's it. That record is going to be held for the history of this world, for the history of earth. And no one's going to come along and beat it. And Roger was like, I can beat it. I can do it. I'm not going to allow the things that people say around me to limit my thinking. I'm not going to allow that to happen. I can't allow that to happen. And Roger went out there and he beat that four minute mile with 359. And then when people went out there and saw that, yes, it could be done, 
they took the limits off themselves. And again, it was broken 20 times within the, the within the next five years of Roger beating that time. It's just crazy how we allow these limits to, that we set on ourselves just to take over our lives. We allow them to change who we are. We allow them to control who we are. But if we just step out of our comfort zone, if we just look at life and say, you know what? People are saying I can't do this, but I really can. I can really go forward and make this happen. Then who knows how far you can go within your life? Who knows how far you can change the things around you? You can change the people. You can change your circumstances around you when you stop limiting yourself. There's examples all over the place. I don't remember the man's name, but there's a man who was the first person to climb Mount Everest. And prior to him doing that, people were saying it could not be done. And a number of people tried over and over again, trying to climb Mount Everest and get to the top of it. And because they couldn't, they said it could not be done. And here comes this guy. He just comes along and he's able to climb Mount Everest. And once he did it, once he showed the world it could be done, once he showed the world that you don't need to put that limit on yourself, many, many, many people have climbed Mount Everest and have gotten to the top since this one gentleman that was able to do it. He showed the world that there was no limits, that he has he put no limits on himself and everyone else needs to stop putting limits on themselves as well. I once heard a story about the first online shopping idea and how someone had come out with that idea and saying, you know what, we should do some online shopping. We should create the idea that you don't need to leave your couch. You can sit and you can just open your computer and you can click on a button. You can pay with your credit card and have the item sent to you. And what the critic said to that individual, to that team of individuals is that's impossible. That's not going to happen. Like women like to get out of the house and they like to handle merchandise. They like to touch it. They like to feel it. They like to try it on. That's what they said. This is going back some time. So yeah, they said women. Women like to get out of the house. Women like to feel the item, to touch the item. They don't want to be sitting on their couch and just ordering items. And so the idea was initially shot down. But obviously, as time went on, they were able to realize that this was a thing. Now, I don't remember what the stats are, but I know that every time there's a holiday Christmas that comes around, more and more people are buying things online. Buying things online is such an epidemic now. It's huge. A lot of big department stores are actually cutting down on staff because many people are just buying things from the comfort of their own couch. So again, if that person who first had the idea of selling things online, if they allow the critics to cut down their ideas, if they allowed, if they allowed themselves to listen to what the critics had to say, we may not see how that has taken over within the way people buy products, with the way people purchase things online. And I got this information from Time Magazine. It was actually 1966 when somebody said the idea will flop. Women like to get out of the house. They like to handle merchandise. They like to be able to change their minds. That's the quote from 1966. And here we are, 2017. And online shopping is huge because the person who came up with the idea said to themselves, I'm not going to limit my thinking. It doesn't matter what these small-minded people want to say. I'm going to continue to go forward. I heard a wise man talk about something and he spoke about fleas, you know, the bug fleas. And he said that if you take a family of fleas and you take them and you put them in a glass jar, like you go outside and you catch fleas and you capture them in a jar, you're going to find that the fleas are going to continue to jump. 
they're going to jump and they're going to bang their head on the top of the lid of your bottle. They're going to do this for a while and then the fleas are going to realize that they don't like the feeling of having their heads bumped on the top of the lid. And so the fleas that can jump fairly high limit their jump. They stop jumping as high, so they jump just shy of the jar lid because they don't want to bang their head. Now, the funny thing is those fleas that are in that bottle that have decided to limit their jumping, when those fleas reproduce, when those when those fleas have babies, when the babies are born and the babies are able to jump, the babies look at the adults and they see the form of the adults, they see the way the adults are jumping, and those babies will start to jump at the same height of those fleas before them. Even though those new fleas have no idea why the first fleas are jumping at that height, but they decided that we're gonna jump at that height. So consider that. You can have generations upon generations. I don't know the lifespan of a flea, but if you continue to have generations born within that glass bottle, you're going to have six, seven, eight, nine generations of fleas that are going to jump at the heights of that jar lid. Isn't that incredible how they have limited themselves? They can jump so much higher, but they choose not to. So if you decide once those first generations of fleas learn to not jump higher than that glass lid, if you take off the lid from that bottle, those fleas will never ever escape. Generations of fleas that are born way after generation number one will never escape from the bottle because they'll never try to jump higher than the past generation. Like that's huge. I'm going to give you a minute just to let that let that marinate. <laughs> like that's that's just so deep. It, it's, it's so true. Even when our own lives, we do things because our parents do things. Our parents did things because parents before them did things and so on and so on. Let me speak for myself. I am a first generation Canadian. I was born in Toronto. My family, my mother and my father are from Jamaica. Now, where they're from in Jamaica, times were different. It wasn't like a modernized Canada. And obviously, when you go back from their generation, my grandparents, obviously, times were different within Jamaica. They, they don't even resemble anything to what Canada or North America looks like today, right? But the thing is, is that my parents have learned lessons from their parents before them and their parents before them, and they've passed on those lessons to me. So as much as I love my parents, as much as I, I take those lessons and I try to expand on them, it's important that you try to expand on them and we can't limit ourselves. We live in a society now that's different than where our parents, when our parents lived. Even if you are seventh, eighth generation of wherever you live, times are different. The 60s, the 50s, the 40s, whenever your parents, your grandparents lived, the 20s, whenever they lived, times were different. And we have to stop the limits that we put on ourselves that they had to do at that time. Sometimes those limits that they had back in those days, they had no choice. That's just what it was. That's what society was. But here we are. We have a, an amazing opportunity to do so many things, to gain our education, to, to go out there and find the job of our dreams, to change people's lives with any idea that you may have, you can change the world by sitting on your couch. You can create apps, create things online that are just going to change the world. We need to stop limiting ourselves. We have to start changing our mindset from what we were born with, from what our circumstances around the show, and just continue to push forward. There's judges who have come from the hood. 
There are police officers, there are lawyers, there are biochemists who have come from the hood. And if they came from the hood, they were able to widen their thinking. They didn't limit their thinking. They were able to open up the way they thought and they just pushed forward to their goals. If they did it, then you can do it too. You're able to do it too. Yes, you might have come from poverty and that's unfortunate, but you're able to live a life of, of, of a financial abundance. You really can. It's all about stopping the limitation that you put on yourself. There's a quote that says, the only limits that exist are the ones that are in your own mind. Let me say that again. The only limits that exist are the ones that are in your own mind. Stop limiting yourself. All right, good people. Thank you so much for listening. Listen up. Stop limiting yourself. Stop putting those limits on yourself. Yeah, I know we've come from tough situations. We've come from hard times. We've lived through a time that was difficult. I get it. If that's what your circumstance is, I get it. But you gotta stop limiting yourselves. There's so much world out there for you if you just open your mind, if you open your thinking, if you think about going back to school. Go back to school. It doesn't matter if you're over 40, you're over 50, 60. It doesn't matter. There's an opportunity there for you. Go back to school. Consider looking for that job of your dream. Yeah, you got caught in that job after college, after university, and you just don't know where to go. You don't know how to get out. Consider looking for that job now. Consider making that change. If you want to open that charity, if you want to start your own business, you want to start an online business, whatever it is for you, whatever it is that makes you tick, that your whatever your purpose is, you got to use this opportunity to start that now. Stop limiting yourselves. Stop putting that limit, those limitations on yourself. Many people have been in your circumstance or have been worse off than you and they have strived, they have pushed, they have made it happen. Get out of your own way. Stop standing in your own way and continue to push through your limits. Don't limit your challenges. Stop limiting your challenges and challenge your limits. All right, guys, much, much love. I will catch you at the top of the next episode. Peace.